Welcome to Politic. Thank you so much for coming. Would you all please share your name, where you're from, and what do you do there? Hi, my name is Naz Ayon. I am a fourth year politics and governance student. I am also president of Ryerson's Women in Law. Ryerson's Women in Law is a club that aims to bridge the gender and sex inequality within the legal field through the support and empowerment of women and members of the LGBTQ plus community. So unfortunately, the common problem for women is the wage gap. Since 1988, the wage gap for women has been reduced by 5.5%. As of 2018, women earn on average 13% less than men. What factors continue to block the path for equal pay? Some factors that continue to block the path for equal pay in my opinion, is that a lot of executive senior roles are held by men, and because they are in executive roles, they're making more than women. And I think that women aren't hired in high positions. A lot of workplaces hire women um, disproportionately in roles of secretary and more jobs that seem stereotypically feminine. Women don't tend to be in leadership and decision-making positions, and I think this accounts for why women aren't getting paid as much and they're being discriminated against. There are also a lot of double standards at play where men are um, congratulated and encouraged to act a certain way, but women are criticized for doing the same. There's a Forbes article on female lawyers in the United States, and it talks about how women are criticized for having assertive behavior, but it's required by the job, and when men do it, it's promoted. And these are just a few of the double standards and gender biases that can be found in the workplace, and I think these all have an effect on why there is unequal pay. Women are specifically impacted by gender roles through regularly being portrayed and expected to be compliant to men. What are some examples of actions you have seen within the women's rights movements that address this issue? Some examples of actions that I've seen within the women's rights movements that address the issue of women being portrayed and expected to be compliant to men is the slut walk and i think with that it's just showing women taking back right to ownership to their bodies and showing that a slut is a word and it doesn't define anyone and it shouldn't be used to demean women and women are taking away the stereotypes surrounding them that it's and indicating that men are being praised for being sluts in society but women are criticized for the same and we're just Acknowledging that there is a double standard and saying that we are changing the narrative surrounding that. And I think just the fact that women aren't sitting back and letting men say say and do whatever they want to women and they're not staying quiet about the oppression we face is showing a step towards not being pliant to men. Trans inclusion is also an reoccurring discussion in feminist movements and is the source for some debate. How do you think a movement that focuses on the elimination of oppression can itself effectively remain anti-oppressive? I think the feminist movement
movement can remain anti-oppressive and trans-inclusive through acknowledging moments where we may be using language that is oppressive or even being oppressive ourselves and to be inclusive of different groups of people and give them a voice and let their views be heard and constantly communicate with members that are trans and ask them how we can be more inclusive of the trans community and how we can better ourselves to be respectful. Canada recently upgraded its maternity leave benefits to include sharing weeks between parents. This means that combined families can receive up to 83% of their earnings. Do you think these changes have improved the financial impact of childbirth on women? I think Canada upgrading its maternity leave benefits will improve the financial impact of childbirth on women a bit, but it won't do much besides when they are newly born because daycare costs a lot and workplaces generally aren't flexible and accommodating to the schedule of a mother. So unless there's more accommodations made and and female workers themselves are asked for their opinion on how workplaces can improve to um, lessen the financial burden of childbirth on women, then I think women will continue to face the same challenges with regards to finances. I think abortion... Although abortion is a controversial topic for some Canadians, it is an important piece of women's health. There have been attempts to pass abortion law, but they have not been passed. Is treating abortion like any medical procedure affecting women's health and the right to choose? Abortion should be treated like a medical procedure so that it can be covered by insurance for women that decide to have an abortion. And I think all women should be given the right to choose what they want to do with their own bodies, whether they want to have an abortion or they don't, it should be a woman's choice. And once you take away that choice, you're infringing on the life, liberty, and safety of women. And a lot of what I've noticed is that the people that are trying to pass abortion laws, a lot of them are men. And I don't think that men should get to have an opinion on women's bodies and what they choose to do with their bodies. While women's rights have regularly been challenged and questioned, Due to the patriarchal structure of the society, what are some recent changes you have been seeing that improve the quality of life for women in Canada and around the world? So some changes that I've seen that have improved the quality of life for women in Canada and around the world is that women are beginning to stand up for themselves and challenge the patriarchal structure of society more. And women are choosing to take leadership positions, whether in government or in workplaces, and they're just standing up for themselves. I think the world is moving more towards condemning acts of oppression against women, and they're standing up for women. So I think these have all helped women's rights movements, and because we're seeing more women in the workplace and challenging the patriarchal roles, this is giving women more power. Women's movements in North America have a similar struggle as does the climate change movement in regards to the lack of representation for women of color and marginalized groups.
What are some steps the movement has taken to address this issue? I think some of the steps that um, women's movements in North America have had to be more inclusive of women of color and marginalized groups is that there are a lot more groups catered specifically towards women of color and marginalized groups themselves. And also social media and online publication have given women a platform to voice their concerns, opinions, and experiences, which was previously not possible with print publication that had gatekeepers preventing women of color and marginalized groups to have a voice. But I think more can be done because the feminist movement predominantly takes the framework of white Western middle-class women and this is problematic because it hides the experience, the distinct experiences and oppressions that marginalized women and women of color face. From Greta Thunberg to Malaha Yousafzai and Adam Peetler, young women have started to lead major developments, including their perspective in advocacy. As we step into this new decade, what do you think? will be the next steps for women's rights movements in the future. I think some new steps for women's rights movement in the future is to see more women in political roles. I want to see a woman become prime minister, a woman become president. And once we are in these government decision-making roles, I think we'll see a real change there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we end... We would like to ask you to share a little bit about where our listeners can find more about your organizations and stay up to date on your upcoming projects. Thank you for having me, Politic. I had a great time and it was very refreshing to be able to talk about women's issues and speak about the accomplishments women's rights movements have done and also the areas where they need to work on. I think we need to have more discussions on women and the difficulties and oppression women face in order to make the changes so that women are being treated equally to that of men. You can find Ryerson Woman in Law on Instagram at Law on Twitter at Law on Facebook at Ryerson's Woman in Law, and on LinkedIn at Ryerson Woman in Law. Thank you again for having me. Bye.